Welcome to the first Pucktown podcast of 2021. I'm Jared Chaffron. Thanks for joining us. Got another great episode lined up for you. We were able to sit down with the commissioner of the ECHL, Ryan Creelan. And I know a lot of people wondering, you know, how some of these protocols are impacting players, coaches, league personnel. Tried to ask some questions that I figured fans would want to know and, and got some good insight from the leader of the ECHL League office, Ryan Creelan. So stay tuned for that coming up in a couple minutes here. The Stingrays had a bit of a tougher weekend to start the 2021 portion of the season. A loss to Greenville on New Year's Day at the Bon Secours Wellness Arena, and then a victory in Jacksonville the following night, 3-2 to two the final. Unfortunately for South Carolina, Hunter Shepard sustained an injury during that game, but the Rays behind Alex Dubow, who came in in relief, were able to come out to a lead and then hold on at the end and get the victory, a 3-2 to two final over the Jacksonville Icemen. This week, the Rays welcomed the Wheeling Nailers for a weekend set at the North Charleston Coliseum games on Friday and Saturday. We hope to see you there. Over the summer, all the talent the Rays were piling up on the roster. Everyone was talking about how great the forwards were. They've been okay, and they've been, you know, some of these guys have been good, but really the standout part of this team has been the defense. The Stingrays' defense and goaltending has been excellent. They are number one in the ECHL. On the defensive side of the puck, nothing new for this team. That's been almost like the standard for how this team operates over the last couple of years. But I think fans were looking at this roster and kind of thinking that there would be some more goals scored with how much talent there is up front. A couple guys that the Rays are still looking to get going, and we'll see if they can do that against Wheeling. Should be a good couple matchups, and it's nice to have a new opponent, just the third opponent that the Stingrays will see early on this season. South Carolina is in second place in the ECHL South Division. It's a good spot to be in early on here in the season. Still a lot of games to play, and we are hoping to get the rest of the schedule very soon as well. These are all things that I was able to speak with the commissioner, Ryan Creelan, about. Touched on playoff format being a little bit different this year and everything league-centric in this week's edition of the Pucktown Podcast. So I want to turn it over to my conversation with Ryan Creelan. We appreciate him taking the time to join us and hopping on here today, and we hope you enjoy it. This week on the Pucktown Podcast, joined by the commissioner of the ECHL, Ryan Creelan. Ryan, uh, it is awesome to have you on. We appreciate you taking a few minutes of your time to, to give us an update on things in the league office. And I'm sure you guys are extremely busy, but uh, it's good as, as there's hockey being played right now. And it's, a, an, ex- it's an exciting time for us here as we're kind of just getting into the swing of things a month into the season. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, we're very fortunate to be playing professional hockey, certainly not under ideal circumstances. Uh, but the fact that we were able to take the ice uh, about a month ago and uh, have been you know, working through everything, being able to bring professional hockey back to the fans in our community and really throughout North America and the world for those people watching on streaming, it's, uh, you know, it, it's an honor and a privilege and we're going to you know, keep moving forward. I know on the streaming side, just because you mentioned it there, I mean, our fans have been thrilled with the opportunity to see more and more games. <laughs> I think, you know, there's so many more people now with the new agreement. 
uh, and having Flow Sports on board is, you know, the fact that you can get a, a purchase of subscription and watch the entire league, I think is giving more people access to know what's going on, not just in one market, but to be, you know, up to speed. You know, we've got teams playing on different nights and I'm hearing more and more fans that are watching other games around the league that they maybe wouldn't have been watching previously. So that's kind of a cool little, little uh, quirk about all this, too. Yeah, no question. We're really excited about the partnership, and uh, it, it's it's a mindset change from perhaps what folks were accustomed to uh, in prior years with ECHL TV. But uh, you know, we're off and running and working through the kinks. But uh, I think the 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 value is there to really get engaged not only with your home team but the entire league. For sure. Well, we uh, on this on this podcast we kind of. Do everything hockey in Charleston, uh, and and so bringing in you know a commissioner of the league. I, I think obviously we're we'll be more touching on the league side of things, but you know it's been something where for us here in Charleston, I think we feel extremely lucky that we have this team here that has been here. It's been a really good staple for the ECHL for so long, and uh, like I said, to to be able to be playing is is really something special for for everybody here that we're involved in the league this year, but. You know, for you guys to even be able to put a schedule out to, you know, arrange having the players be here safely, having the officials get here safely and and putting on hockey. I know it's no uh, small feat, but, you know, we had our owner uh, a few weeks ago, Todd Halloran, on the podcast. And, you know, just give us a sense of what those meetings were like and why it was so hard, because I think what Todd was saying is everybody wants to play. There was nobody that that didn't want to play, but it was how can we do it safely and that monumental task of actually, you know, considering all the different things that can happen right now in, in 2020, now 2021 to actually have this league operate. Yeah. Well, I can assure you there was no shortage of meetings and conversations and due diligence and communication. Uh, it it uh, took hours and hours and, uh, really months and months. Um, you know, we're very proud of our 33 year history uh, but you know, this was a different year. So a lot of things needed to be amended, a lot of questions, and quite frankly, uh, a lot of variables, um, around the continent. Uh, we recognized early on that this was a jurisdictional issue continues to be, uh, but the goal was that if we could find a reasonable and responsible way to return to professional hockey, we wanted to at least provide that option. And so, um, Again, certain certain jurisdictions limited our ability to do that, but we were given the opportunity in others. Uh, it did not come without a lot of effort and work and feedback, but uh, in working with the PHPA, working with our board, hearing from our fans, um, and then certainly the health officials as well, um, to be able to piece all that together is really quite an accomplishment. Now that we've been up and running for, you know, like you said, about a month now, if you include, you know, the training camps and, and players getting into their cities and quarantining and, and things like that, um, are you hearing from questions from other leagues, uh, being that we were the first uh, one to have some fans in the buildings in North America? Is Are you hearing from the American Hockey League? Are you hearing from anybody in the NHL that are saying, what did you guys do and, and trying to maybe mimic some of, some of the things that you guys put together in, in your return to play protocol? Yeah, there, there's been no shortage of communication uh, in the hockey world and really the sports world. Uh, I commend the NHL for putting together some forums uh, over the summer months and certainly into the fall 
bringing all of hockey together, professional, amateur, uh, all around the continent, just to to share updates and and ideas. Um, you know, it, I don't think it was necessarily our goal to be the first out of the box, but uh, it, it's what worked out for us. And and then you know, as we gain this experience, sharing it with others, I think can only be beneficial for the sport of hockey. I know we're just a few days uh, or maybe a day after the announcement yesterday that Fort Wayne is going to be returning to play as well uh, and joining the 13 teams that joined up. Uh, I'm sure that was a, another you know task to try to work with, with Fort Wayne and Toledo for them to make those decisions. But um, it, does it feel a little bit better to try to be able to put together a schedule now and, and you know allow teams to see a little far farther into their future over the next couple months here? Yeah, I, I mean um... – Listen, our, our split season concept isn't ideal. I don't think it's something you would approach uh, on a year in and year out basis, but we're just trying to work through the pandemic and give options to, to play hockey. And uh, we're at a point now where, um, you know, teams were able to make their decisions. And, uh, you know, our goal is to uh, get to the playoffs and, and complete the the 2020-21 season. We certainly have an eye on 21-22 uh, as well, that planning is already underway. And certainly for those teams that weren't able to play this year, they're looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, it, it, we, we still have challenges ahead of us, but uh, we're in a pretty good spot now. Absolutely. You know, when we look at, at the league and, you know, how things have gone, it, it seems like, you know, we knew, and I remember you talking to many people when the pandemic started and when last year had to be ended early that, you were hopeful that all the teams would be returning and um, that everybody would be would be good to, if not play this season, the next year. And it seems like even teams that aren't competing this season, you know, everyone's saying we want to come back. And, and the fans in those markets seem excited, you know, even if maybe they didn't love the decision of what happened this year. They, they It seems like everybody's gotten a lot of support. Just talking to some of those teams in the North Division, you know, I think a lot of those fans respected the fact that, hey, they made this decision, but that they're still committing to be returning to the league next year. And everybody, like you said, is starting to, to get that planning underway as well. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of understanding. I mean, uh, worldwide pandemics don't come around very often. So you just have to make your decision and, and plan for the future. Uh, I still think there's a lot to unfold here, but I think uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And that really, you know, gives us optimism for next year. Have you guys done anything differently as far as, you know, officials go? And I think, you know, fans probably don't really see that side of things, but, you know, you guys have to make sure that each game is officiated and the officials need to travel from, from arena to arena. Is there any extra uh, hoops that you had to jump through to make sure that they're safe as well as, as uh, you know, we know what the players are going through, but, you know, for the officials who are kind of in different buildings and in different cities for you guys? Yeah, no, no question. I mean, it's a slightly different paradigm from from players and other hockey ops personnel, but uh, they're under the same guidelines and protocol as the players are as it applies to their travel and, and how they conduct themselves on a daily basis. They also get tested uh, before they uh, enter the building and, and officiate a game. And it's uh, just part of living in, in the 2021 season. For sure. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's it's probably a little bit different. What What is the feedback you've gotten from 
the coaching staffs and the players who have been traveling, uh, you know, how has that travel gone? And, you know, teams who are moving from, from arena to arena, obviously there's a lot more uh, teams that are playing each other that are close together. For instance, obviously here we, we've only been to Greenville and Jacksonville so far, and that's been great. The trips have gone pretty well. But what have you heard from some of the other teams that have had to travel a little bit farther distances? Is that something that you guys are still working on, trying to make sure that the, that travel is being conducted safely? Yeah, I, I think the overarching sentiment that I get is that it's a different year. Everyone's understanding and making accommodations and understand why, why various protocols are in place. Uh, they Sometimes it's grueling, extra time uh, needs to go into it, extra steps and protocols, but everyone is doing it for the benefit of being able to play professional hockey. And uh, like I said earlier, they view it as an honor and privilege and are willing to take those steps and, and sacrifices. We know it's a different year. We know different things need to, to happen under, you know, what would be a, a, a normal season. Uh, but everyone's willing to make those sacrifices to play hockey. I know you uh, haven't announced anything yet. And, and, you know, I think you guys are probably still working through this, but what might we see as far as playoffs go? It's it's going to be different. We know that the season has to go on longer for, for teams to get 72 games in. And, uh, you know, is that something where you guys are considering a lot of different options for playoffs? And how is that formatted? Who, who else uh, might you listen to? And how's the, how are those conversations going with trying to decide what, what's fair and, you know, what you might do for a playoffs? Yeah, so, um, I mean, we, we've already announced that our regular season will continue through June 6th, which, you know, normally we're done in early April. Uh, that really creates a shorter window for our playoffs, so you'll certainly see a different format. Now that we've got our final roster of teams, that helps really create the framework, and we're beginning those discussions with our, our board now, certainly, uh, you know, with the PHPA as well. Um, so like everything else, it'll be different. Um, but we're looking to get that, uh, figured out here in the, in, in the month ahead. Awesome. Well, I know people here, are, uh, are definitely chomping at the bit to, to hear what might happen. And I, I think that just speaks to, you know, the dedication, uh, you know, looking around in the different markets, obviously there's a lot of fans, like you said, whether they're attending games, watching via flow hockey or, or elsewhere, interest in the league seems like it's it's pretty good I, I think people are pretty excited about the the product that the league is putting on and I don't know if you could speak to you know what you're hearing from different markets as far as what their fan bases are saying and, and the interest that they have right now in this league yeah I, I mean the the fact that we were uh the first professional hockey league back I think generated some interest certainly uh, our rosters were a bit different with NHL, AHL players, and we even increased uh, some additional spots to, to increase our rosters while those leagues weren't playing. Uh, the on-ice product I don't think has ever been better, and uh, you see it in some of our plays and the plays of the week there. Um, certainly those leagues getting going will change some of our rosters, but I think being that we were the only professional hockey in North America, it's generated – uh, great interest in the league, and we hope that sticks and can continue on throughout the rest of the season. Uh, like I said, the, the on-ice play has been phenomenal. 
Yeah, I guess, you know, you mentioned the, the expanding of the rosters a little bit, and I think we most people would understand why that would be. But, you know, as far as making the lineups, uh, including a couple extra skaters in the lineups, how did that come about and why was that necessary to, to increase that as, uh, you know, there's some more opportunity for players to, to get in and have some minutes right now? Yeah, I, I mean, we pride ourselves on being uh, the AA developmental league with those leagues not playing. Uh, the ability to to bring on more spots and then make sure that not only were we adding roster spots, but the ability to actually play in the game. That's part of being a developmental league. So I think it's that thought process uh, that went into that decision. Is that something that is like good for this season? Could that change once you know all the other leagues start playing, or is that something you guys might look to change next year? What is there a thought process on that yet? Yeah, I think that's all on the table, and we're, we're actively discussing it, but haven't made a decision just yet. Sure, sure. Um, I guess final question from, from me before we let you go. Uh, you know, this has been such a crazy year for you, um, but if you could just reflect back on, you know, something that you, you guys are proud of other than the fact that, hey, we're playing hockey, but, you know, <laughs> what, el- what else has happened that makes you look at the league or at your teams or at your staff uh, to say – Hey, you know, I'm really proud that that we're able to do this because, yeah, playing hockey and we've talked about it is is amazing. But you guys had to do a lot of different things to be able to get this this going. Is there anything else that that you look back on and that you're really you're really impressed with that you guys were able to achieve? Yeah, yeah, there's probably a few different instances, but uh, I know you said this. uh, This couldn't be my answer, but the fact that we're here means that we had so many little victories of coming together and communicating and, and working together and uh, getting input from our partners. Um, You know, all of those little victories have led us to this point. Um, Yeah. Again, we still recognize that there's, there's challenges ahead. Um, We know that there's sacrifices that have been made and, you know, will continue to need to be made in the future, but we've done that for the betterment of each other and our league. And I think, you know, that's, that's the biggest accomplishment. Well, again, we, uh, we appreciate a few minutes of your time here today. We know that uh, you've got a lot of things on your plate right now. And uh, again, we, we appreciate the time. We appreciate uh, being able to watch some hockey. So we thank you for all your hard work and dedicated effort to get us back here. Commissioner Creelan, we, uh, we thanks for your time. All right. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate it. Always great to visit with the commissioner. He had a lot of really positive things to say. And, hey, look, to this point, we're almost a month in to the regular season, well over a month if you include training camp of players being in town. And, you know, credit to the people in this organization who are following the rules and doing things the right way. But, you know, so far so good with all the protocols around the ECHL and obviously got to commend the league office for everything that they did to get this season going and to make this happen here in the ECHL this year. We mentioned this week's games with Wheeling. The game on Saturday going to be televised. Looking forward to another broadcast on my TV, Charleston. And, of course, every broadcast with you on Flow Hockey as well as Mixler. This weekend's game's also on Caps Radio 24-7. And speaking of the Caps and the Stingrays affiliation, the Washington Capitals just about eight days away from dropping the puck. Their first contest coming up on January 14th. Really excited to watch the affiliation. The Hershey Bears also getting ready to drop the puck. 
AHL, along with Hershey, announcing that the season will begin just after the start of February. Was able to talk with my buddy Zach Fish up in Hershey earlier today, and he can't wait to get everybody back on the ice, and their schedule is taking shape as well. So we should hear more and more about Washington and Hershey, the NHL and the AHL, starting soon. Just about one week left for the ECHL being the only pro league in North America that's playing hockey. It's been nice to be in the spotlight for a little bit, but we're looking forward to the rest of the affiliation joining us and getting underway in the return to play. And we will keep you updated on everything that's going on that's Stingrays related, of course. We appreciate everyone with their feedback, and we will talk to you next week with another edition of the Pucktown Podcast. We'll see you all at the games this weekend. Have a great one.